0: Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Issue Experience Podcast, Episode 6. Uh, for today's episode, we're going to kind of do something different again and give a message of hope to those who are you know, going through some struggles right now with the current COVID-19 virus, also known as coronavirus, as well as give some uh, mental health tips to those who may need it. This episode, I really wanted to try to reach out to other people Who may need help and share this episode of the podcast so they feel better or safe and just in general kind of help somebody else who may be in need of it because you never know who needs your help. So that's what we're going to do for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoy. Uh, First and foremost, I want to say I hope everyone's quarantining and practicing social distancing so they stay safe and prevent the coronavirus pandemic from spreading or even, you know, catching the coronavirus themselves. Um. I heard a powerful message from someone I look up to, a role model, and they told me they heard a message from a friend that they shared with me. And it really stuck out to me because at this time, a lot of people are going through You know, a lot of issues and stuff like that and their own internal conflicts as well as external conflicts because of this virus. And a lot of people are being laid off from their jobs. Schools are closed. Lots of businesses are closing. Restaurants are only doing takeout only. And a lot of people are worried and unaware of what's to come in the future. So I kind of wanted to take this episode to kind of help people or maybe reach out to someone who could use this information or... This message to kind of make them feel better about the situation at hand so we can get through this as a team because all of us together are strong. And if we work together, we can eliminate this virus. We just have to work together and stay safe and practice what we need to to prevent this from happening. So, nonetheless, I'm going to dive into the message itself that I was told. Here's an idea, if we subscribe to the philosophy that life is always working out for us, that there is an intelligence far greater than humans at work, that all is interconnected. What if the virus is here to help us to reset, to remember what is truly important, reconnecting with family and community, reducing travel so that the environment, the skies, the air, our lungs all get a break. Parts of China are seeing blue sky and clouds for the first time in forever with the factories being shut down. Working from home rather than commuting to work. Less pollution, more personal time. Reconnecting with family as there is more time at home. An invitation turned inwards. A deep meditation rather than the usual extroverted going out self soothe. To reconnect with self, what is really important to me? A reset economically. The working poor. The lack of health care access for over 30 million in the US, the need for paid sick leave. How hard does one need to work to be able to live, to have a life outside of work? And washing our hands, how did that become a new thing that we needed to remember? But yes, we did. The, The presence of grace for all, there is a shift underway in our society. What if it is one that is favorable for us? What if the virus is an ally in our evolution? In our remembrance of what it means to be connected, humane, living a simpler life, to be less impactful, more kind to our environment, it was time for change. We all knew it and we all knew that and changes arrived. So what I kind of take from this message myself is that although we are going through a time of crisis with the outbreak and businesses shutting down and a big economic decline and people being laid off from their jobs and etc., we have to, well, we should kind of take this time to step back, not go to work, not interact with many people, stay home, quarantine, and rethink many aspects of our life and kind of look at the bright side of the situation. Although there's a lot of negative going on, we can use this, use the negatives and look at the positives for us to move forward and progress and maybe that maybe this virus is a way to help us come together and reach an ultimate goal with persistence and work ethic something that I value so yeah a lot of people are going through this time of crisis and can't go outside and feel trapped in and feel trapped and locked in a box and they can't go out and you know they have to quarantine and there's a lot of social distancing being practiced and businesses are not really even making a lot of money being that some of them are shutting down, some of them are getting customers, etc. Maybe if we just take this time to step back, think of aspects of our life that we could change and try to do things to move forward so we could prevent this from happening and maybe we'll look at the virus as being something as an ally rather than a threat as we look at it at the moment. So... Yeah, that really was the message that I wanted to share and kind of spread it for people who may need it during this time of crisis because it's been crazy so far and who knows where it's going to go. So I just wanted to share that message with you all. This was the first half of the podcast where I provided the message that I heard from someone. And for the second half of the podcast, we're going to dive into some mental health tips for quarantine or during quarantine that may help you at the time. So uh, we'll be right back. So uh, these uh, mental health tips are by uh, a psychologist who makes her own private practices. I'm sorry. Her name is Aline Feliciano. She's a clinical psychologist with her own practices, and she shares her advice on mental health during the coronavirus outbreak that we're experiencing right now. Just basically, uh, sorry, some tips she has that could possibly help you. And um, uh, it says, after having 31 sessions this week with patients where the singular focus was COVID-19 and how to cope... I decided to consolidate my advice and make a list that I hope is helpful to all. I can't control a lot of what is going on right now, but I can contribute to this. It's long. Mental health wellness tips for quarantine. Rule one, stick to a routine. Go to to sleep and wake up at a reasonable time. Write a schedule that is varied and includes time for work as well as self-care. Two, dress for the social life you want, not the social life you have. Get showered and dressed in comfortable clothes, wash your face, brush your teeth, take the time to do a bath or a facial, put on some bright colors. It's amazing how our dress can impact our mood. So I kinda agree with that. And I kinda see what she's saying because when you wear I notice like a trend, like when you wear light colors and you like you stand out a little bit more, it kinda makes you feel a lot better than you would if you weren't wearing those colors. So I definitely see where she's coming from so i just wanted to point that out nonetheless um number three get out at least once a day for at least 30 minutes if you are concerned of contact try first thing in the morning or later in the evening and try less travel streets and avenues if you are high risk or living with those who are who are high risk open the windows and blast the fan it is amazing how much fresh air can do for spirits Find some time to move each day, again daily for at least 30 minutes. If you don't feel comfortable going outside, there are many YouTube videos that offer free movement classes. And if all else fails, turn on the music and have a dance party. That could be great or essential for those who you are living with to kinda have a good time during this time of crisis and just be positive in a situation that we gotta wait for the aftermath for, I guess. Um. Number 5, reach out to others. You've guessed it. At least once daily for 30 minutes, try to face try to do FaceTime, Skype calls, texting and connecting with people to seek and provide support. Don't forget to do this for your children as well. Set up virtual play dates with friends daily via FaceTime, Facebook Messenger, Kids, Zoom, etc. Your kids miss their friends too. Very important. Stay hydrated and eat well. This one may seem obvious, but stress and eating often don't mix well, and we find ourselves overindulging, forgetting to eat, and avoiding food. Drink plenty of water, eat some good and nutritious foods, and challenge yourself to learn how to cook something new. Number seven, develop a self-care toolkit. This can look different for everyone, of course. A lot of successful self-care strategies involve a sensory component seven senses touch taste sight hearing smell movement and comforting pressure an idea for each a soap blanket or stuffed animal a hot chocolate photos of, of vacations comforting music lavender or different essential scented oils a, sw- a small swing of rocking chair and a weight blanket a journal an inspirational book or a mandala coloring book is wonderful Bubbles to blow or blowing watercolor on paper through a straw are visually appealing as well as work on controlled breath. Mint gum, Listerine strips, ginger ale, frozen starbursts, ice packs, and cold are also good for anxiety regulation. And I know a lot of people are diagnosed with um, anxiety. So just to point that out, that could be beneficial for a lot of people whose anxiety isn't really on their side right now as far as this whole outbreak and everyone being worried and stuff like that. Um, For children, it is great to help them create a self-regulation comfort box, often a shoebox or bin they can decorate that they can use on the ready for first aid when overwhelmed. Number eight, spend extra time playing with children. Children will rarely communicate how they are feeling but will often make a bid for attention and communication through play. Don't be surprised to see therapeutic themes of illness, doctor visits, and isolation playthrough. Understand that play is cathartic and helpful for children. It is how they process their world and problem solve, and there's a lot they are seeing and experiencing in right now. Give everyone the benefit of the doubt and a wide berth. A lot of coped up time can bring out the worst in everyone. Each person will have moments when they will not be at their best. It is important to move with grace through blow-ups, to not show up to every argument you are invited to and to not hold up grudges and continued disagreements. Everyone is doing their best they can to make it through this. Number 10: Everyone find their own retreat space. Space is at a premium, particularly live with city living. It is important that people think through their own separate space for working for relaxation. For children, help them identify a place where they can go to retreat when stressed. You can make this place cozy by using blankets, pillows, cushions, scarves, bean bags, tents, and forts. It is good to know that even when we are on top of each other, we have our own special place, space, so I'm sorry to go to to be alone. Expect behavioral issues in children and respond gently. We are all struggling with disruption in routine no more than children who rely on routines constructed by others to make them feel safe. And to know what comes next, expect increased anxiety, worries and fears, nightmares, difficulties separating or sleeping, testing limits, and meltdowns. Do not introduce major behavioral plans or consequences at this time. Hold stable and focus on emotional connection. Number 12. Focus on safety and attachment. We are going to be living for a bit with the unprecedented demand of meeting all work deadlines, homeschooling children, running a sterile household, and making a whole lot of entertainment and confinement. We can get wrapped up in meeting expectations in all domains, but we must remember that these are scary and unpredictable times for children. Focus on strengthening the connection through time spent following their lead, through physical touch, through play through therapeutic books and via verbal reassurances that you will be there for them in this time. Number 13, lower expectations and practice radical self-acceptance. This idea is connected with number 12. We are doing too many things in this moment under fear and stress. This does not make a formula for excellence. Instead, give yourself what psychologists call radical self-acceptance. Accepting everything about yourself, your current situation and your life without question Blame or pushback. You cannot fail at this. There is no roadmap, no precedent for this. We are all truly doing the best we can in an impossible situation. Number 14, limit social media and COVID 19's conversation, especially around children. One can find tons of information on this COVID 19 to consume, and it changes minute to minute. information is often sensationalized, negatively skewed, and alarmist. Find a few trusted sources that you can check check in with consistently. Limit it to a few times a day and set a time limit for yourself for how much you consume. Again, 30 minutes tops, two, three times daily. Keep news and alarming conversations out of earshot from children. They see and hear everything and can become very frightened by what they hear. Number 15. Notice the good in the world. The helpers, there's a lot of scary, negative, and overwhelming information to take in regarding this pandemic. There are also tons of stories, people sacrificing, donating, and supporting one another in miraculous ways. It is important to counterbalance that heavy information with the helpful information. Help others. Number 16. Find ways, big and small, to get back to others. Support restaurants or for the grocery shop. Check in with elderly neighbors. Write psych- psychological wellness tips for others. Helping others gives us a sense of agency when things to seem, seem to be out of control. Number 17. Find something you can control and control the heck out of it. In moments of big uncertainty and overwhelm, control your little corner of the world, organize your bookshelf, purge your closet, put together that furniture, group your toys. It helps to anchor and ground us when the bigger things are chaotic. Number 18. Find a long-term project to dive into. Now is the time to learn how to play keyboard, put together a huge jigsaw puzzle, and start a 15-hour game of Risk. Paint a picture. Read the Harry Potter series. binge watch an eight-season show. Croquette a blanket, solve a Rubik's Cube, or develop a new town in Animal Crossing. Find something that will keep you busy, distracted, and engaged to take breaks from what is going on in the outside world. Engage in repetitive moments and and left and right movements. Research has shown that repetitive movement, knitting, coloring, painting, clay sculpting, jump roping, etc., especially left-right movement, running, drumming, skating, hopping, can be effective at self-soothing and maintaining self-regulation in moments of distress. Number 20, find an expressive art and go for it. Our emotional brain is very receptive to the creative arts and is a direct portal for release of feeling. Find something that is creative. sculpting, drawing, dancing, music, singing, playing, and give it your all. See how, you, see how relieved you feel. It is a very effective way of helping kids to emote and communicate as well. Number 21. Find lightness and humor in each day. There is a lot to be worried about. And with good reason. Counterbalance is heaviness. Counterbalancing this heaviness with something funny each day. Cat videos on YouTube. Or a stand-up show on Netflix. A funny movie. We all need a little comedic relief in our day every day. Reach out for help. Your team is there for you. If you have a therapist or psychiatrist, they're all available to you, even at distance. Keep up your medications and your therapy sessions the best you can. If you're having a difficult time coping, seek out others for help for the first time or continuously. Um, there are mental health people on the ready to help you through this crisis. Your children's teachers and related service providers will do anything within their power to to help. Especially for those parents tasked with the difficult task of being a whole treatment team to their child with special challenges. Seek support groups of fellow homeschoolers, parents, neighbors, etc. to feel connected. There, there is help out there. And any time of the day, although we are physically distant, we can always connect virtually with each other. Number 23. Chunk your quarantine. Take it moment by moment. We have no roadmap for this. We don't know what this will look like in one day, one week, or one month from now. Often when I work with patients who have anxiety around overwhelming issues, I suggest that they engage in a strategy called chunking. Focus on whatever bite-sized piece of challenge that feels manageable. Whether that be five minutes a day, or a week, or at a time, find what feels doable for you. And a set a time stamp. For how far ahead in the future you will let yourself worry. Take each chunk one at a time and move through the stress in pieces. Number 24. Remind yourself daily that this is a temporary. It seems in the midst of this quarantine that it will never end. It's also terrifying to think of the road stretching ahead of us. Please take time to remind yourself that although this is very scary and difficult, it will go on for an undetermined amount of time. It is a season of life, and it will pass. We will return to feeling, feeling free, safe, busy, and connected in the days ahead. And for the final tip, number 25, find the lesson. This whole crisis can seem sad, senseless, and at times avoidable. When psychologists work with trauma, a key feature to helping someone work through said trauma is to help them find their agency, the potential positive outcomes they can affect, the meaning and construction that can come out of destruction. What can each of us learn here in a big and small ways from this crisis? What needs to change in ourselves, our homes, our communities, our nation, and our world? Nonetheless, I hope everyone's um, staying safe during quarantine, practicing social distancing and are trying to remain remain positive through this time of crisis. Um, My prayers go out to everyone who's been infected with the coronavirus or anyone who's um, hospitalized or anything of that nature because of this whole virus. Um, Also, my support go out to restaurants and business owners who aren't making, you know, financial gain because of this whole virus. Um feel free to um support any businesses or restaurants that you feel may need help because um websites like Google and Amazon don't really have much to worry about because they like they're making money online and a lot of people are ordering stuff online. So if you see that deli or that pizza shop or that restaurant, they may need your help. So feel free to support them and buy Takeout or something or one of their products just to support their business to help them through this time of crisis and I I think they're really appreciate it. I know this episode was uh kind of shorter than the rest. The rest are usually thirty minutes I think max, but nonetheless um this was uh episode six of the Issue Experience podcast. I wanted to provide you guys with like a message of hope through this whole coronavirus as well as share some mental health tips that I found out from a psychologist to maybe help you guys through the situation and look at the bright side because I don't think this will last for long. This is a tough time and stuff like that. But nonetheless, we'll get by. And all we have to do is just remain positive, keep working hard, and stay together because together we can get the job done. And so with unity. So uh, thank you all my listeners for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. Episode 7 coming next week. (laughs) Love you guys. Thank you for the constant support and have a great one.